Please join your hearts with me in prayer. A gracious and loving God, give me now the eye of the eagle so that I may see clearly into the hopes and joys, fears, and sorrows of your people. Weave my hand to the gospel plow and tie my tongue to truth. And this we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Have you ever heard of the phrase, a crab in a bucket? It is a metaphor that is used to describe the if I can't have it, neither can you mentality. Supposedly, crabs in a bucket, when one crab tries to get out of the bucket, the other crab in the bucket try to pull that crab back in so that it can't get out of the bucket. So that's why they come up with this metaphor that is called crab in a bucket. So I think about people who are crab in the bucket kind of people. <laughs> and I also think about this metaphor in a different way as well too because the two times that I've actually seen crabs in a bucket, not all of them were trying to get out, and the one or two that were trying to get out weren't being dragged down by all the other ones either. So I think that there are different types of crabs in a bucket. There's the ignorant crab. That is the crab that doesn't know it's a crab. <laughs> There is the content crab. The content crab just says, I'm happy, I'm here in the bucket, all is well, all is good. I don't need anything else, I'm just gonna hang out right here in the bucket. Then there is the lost crab that has no idea that that crab is in the bucket. <laughs> they don't know where they are, they're just lost. Then there's the gossip crab. Now the gossip crab wants to talk about everybody in the bucket, the color of the bucket, the color of the other crabs, and the crabs that are trying to pull down the crabs to get out, the ignorant crab, the content crab, and the lost crab. The gossip crab has a lot to say about everything and everybody. That's the gossip crab. Oh, and by the way, it ain't trying to get out of the bucket either. <laughs> Then there's the user crab. You know, that crab that's gonna step over everybody else and use all other crabs to get out of the bucket because that's the only way that crab sees a way out of the bucket. Then there is the supportive crab. This crab is gonna say, I tell you what, why don't you put your foot right here in my hands and I will give you a boost up so that you can get out of the bucket. That's a supportive crab. Also the networking crab. They always know who you can connect with to get to where you need to get to <laughs> as well too. That's the supporting crab. Then there's the striving crab. This crab is aware of the fact that it's in the bucket. It has a great idea about where it wants to get to outside of the bucket. And that crab will connect with the supportive crabs and work their way out of the bucket. Then there's what I call the woke crab. W-O-K-E, the woke crab. 
The woke crab is aware of the fact that if all the crabs would just work together, everybody could get out of the damn mud. <laughs> the woke crab is like, hey, supportive crab, why don't you connect with this crab? Hey, gossip crab, why don't you start talking about how we're going to all get out of here instead of all of us being in here? The woke crab is ready for everybody to work together to get outside of the bucket. But the woke crab can also be annoying. Because <laughs> yep. mm. people be like, what is this woke crab talking about getting out of the bucket? Don't they understand the bucket is just fine the way it is? The woke crab leading the way, saying, come on, let's work together and all get out of the bucket. Now I think about our text today in terms of crabs in the bucket. When we look at the Mark text, Jesus goes and heals Simon Peter's mother-in-law. Now there's a sub-sermon to this as well about how this woman's name isn't recorded in the Bible. That's problematic. And then there's also another subtext to this about the role that Simon Peter's mother-in-law plays in the gospel. Jesus goes to heal Simon Peter's mother-in-law. Now what is interesting about this text is that when Jesus gets to Simon Peter's mother-in-law, now unlike most healing texts, this doesn't say that Jesus performed a great miracle. It doesn't say that Jesus walked on water to Simon Peter's mother-in-law. This says Jesus went over and just took her by the hand and raised her up. And then the fever began to leave. So Jesus was present. The Greek word that is used for lifting up there is being a foundation, being a supportive, being willing to help and encourage. It has all of those meanings there in the Greek. It's not Jesus healed. It is Jesus was there as a foundation and lifted and encouraged and supported Simon Peter's mother-in-law's up. And her response is, she goes to serve. Now, the other sub-sermon to this is, this scripture has been used to talk about how women are supposed to be served. Because it says she was healed and she went out to serve. The Greek word that is here, though, is actually the word from which we get the word deacon. So it is that Simon Peter's mother-in-law, the woman in the text who has no name, becomes the first deacon in the movement. And what does she do? She goes out and she becomes the supportive crab. She goes out and works to go and help and heal others by, coming, by becoming the first deacon. She did not say, I got mine, I'm good. She did not go and talk about everybody else who needed to get healed and didn't get healed and they didn't get healed because they didn't do something right or they sinned or did something bad. She didn't do that. 
She didn't go out and try to use other people to manipulate them to believe in Jesus. What she did was she went out and served. It was a healing and the response was to go and serve. She becomes the first deacon. She recognized her blessing. She recognized her role and place to go and do unto others as Jesus had already done unto her. A friend of mine this week uh, was having a really, really rough time and, and uh, uh, he, he called me and he said, I, you know, I want you to, why don't we come have some drinks? And I already knew what this was going to be like because, you know, there's drinks involved and rough time, and so that never goes well when you're complaining about your life and having drinks at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so I looked at it, and he's just going on and on and on. He's talking about how bad things are. And I looked at him and I said, Look at you, sitting there in your nice designer shirt, your nice jeans on. Your nice designer shoes, talking about sipping, sipping on your drink at $6 a pop, sipping on your drink, crying into your drink about how bad life is, how you lost your job, or don't know what you're going to do next, and concerned about where you're going in life. I said, look at you, sitting there all fine there on that, that stool, sipping on your drink. I said, I know it hurts. I know it sucks. I know you want more. I know it's bad that you lost your job. I said, but you're in the top 1% in the entire world. In the entire world. You have no job, but you are still in the, in the 1% in the entire world. How long are you going to sit here on this stool and cry? <laughs> How long are you going to sit here and complain? Yes, it's bad. But get up and move. There are people in the world who have no water, and you sitting here drinking vodka and cheese water. Put lime in it. And you want to complain to me about your situation? We can get caught up in being the crab in the bucket and not even realize that we have the answer and the way out. So I was trying to be supported by also being corrected. And I said, here's the thing. You sitting here drinking, but from what I remember, you are a pretty good writer. When was the last time you wrote something? When was the last time you encouraged somebody when you used to encourage people when you were writing? When was the last time you, as a response for all that God has done for you, turned around and did something for the rest? of us. Instead, we cry into our drink. Yes, it's bad. Yes, things should have turned out differently. But I bet, and I told him, I said, what, did you miss a meal this week? Hmm. What did you have? Well, I ate here, I ate there, and I did this. I said, so you're not on frozen meals at home? <laughs> you know, sometimes if you just take the moment and go down the list of all of the good ways that God has already blessed us instead of complaining about the condition. 
God could care less about the condition because God has already said, I want you out of the bucket. <laughs> I want you out of the bucket. I want you all out of the bucket. I'm waiting on y'all to get out of the bucket. <laughs> I've given you all the tools and resources you need. Y'all need to get out of the bucket. Toni Morrison said these words. She says, uh, I tell my students, when you get these jobs <laughs> that you have been so brilliantly trained for, just remember that your real job is that if you are free, you need to free somebody else. If you have some power, then your job is to empower somebody else. This is not just a grab bag candy game. This is the role of empowering other people when you have been empowered, healing other people when you have been healed, freeing other people when you have been freed. Here's the other reality. All of us have something, because we love this in this country, we have some identity politic. Each one of us in this room does it. We can get all wrapped up in what it means for us and all wrapped up in a narrative of being a victim. But at the end of the day, the woke crowd would say, take who you are and what you are going through and move. Yes. Go do right. something to improve not only your condition, but the condition of everybody else. Every crab in the bucket. Yes. Yeah. I think of this video from Maya Angelou. And, uh, uh, some of you may not know uh, the book. I know why the caged bird scene was uh, was her first uh, her first book, um, and she talks about how she was, you know, sexually abused. And a lot of schools would not even allow that book in there because it was the 1950s, and they didn't want that kind of talk in their schools. And what's interesting about this is Toni Morrison. I'm sorry, uh, Maya Angelou. She got her start in the 1950s. She joined the uh, Harlem Writers Guild. And do you know who mentored her? It was James Baldwin, mm -hmm. a black gay man in the 1950s, mentored a black woman and helped her to become the prolific writer that she was, is. I could see saying, my, I can't help you. <laughs> I got my own stuff I gotta worry about. It's illegal for me to even exist in the way I exist. But not Jimmy Baldwin, not James Baldwin. He was the supportive crab, the woke crab, the striving crab. He turned around and said, no, come on sister, I'm gonna help you. I'm not threatened by your success. I'm not threatened by you, by you being a better writer than I am. What I am excited about is that you will release your voice so that we can turn around and heal other people that need healing as we are also trying to heal ourselves. It was not a paradox statement. I can't do nothing until I get mine. I can't do nothing until I'm free. I can't do nothing until I have another five dollars. I can't do nothing until life is right for me. No, it's a get up and move and get going right now.
You can always heal and help and restore as God is healing and helping and restoring you and others. There is no need to wait. Maya Angelou says, be a blessing. Be a blessing. Look at where you are and all that God has done for you. Sometimes it's hard to see it because it feels like you might be in a bucket. You feel like you may be at a state in which everybody is suffering and struggling and going through something the same way you are. But like I told my friend late earlier this week, look at your fine selves, all dressed up, nice, sitting up in the church house, blessed, fortunate, on this side of the grass. I never get to sing it right, but you're on this side of the grass. Be a blessing, in the words of Maya Angelou. Be one of the crabs that is being supportive and encouraging and woke as best you can. This is the truth that we have received from a Jimmy Baldwin, from a Maya Angelou, from a Toni Morrison. Do you receive it today? Yes. Amen. Let us know. Amen.